I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Oh, Tony, baby, you're a mess. Uh? Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. <laughs> extremely online, extremely clueless, horny for Bitcoin. Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American Tornado, and the real Princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Trend Lightly. I'm Molly McAleer, and with me, as always, is my very British, very gorgeous, absolutely wonderful, one-of-a-kind co-host, Tiffany Scott Maddox. Hi, babe. Hi. What did I do to deserve such a wonderful intro? Honestly, I think I'm just kind of on one, and <laughs> <laughs> but I do love you so much, and I'm so happy you're here. I know. We got the band back together again. It's been a rocky couple of weeks. I know. I missed you. You and Billy were fantastic. Too. I felt like I was a wild animal when I was listening to it because <laughs> the way you guys just like paced and ripped through stories where it's like... I I need another twenty minutes to examine almost everything. So, <laughs> but we appreciate I, that. I hope, but I also was like, I I must be fucking annoying to talk to, dude. Like I <laughs> I get so in the weeds. So, <laughs> sorry to everyone who um, enjoyed that pacing because the chaos demon is back, and uh, she's seen Taylor Swift. Business as usual, baby. <laughs> slept till one thirty today. So. Yeah, that's what's going on. Tiff, how you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. It's been a it's been a challenging week with uh, some pet health issues, but we're 
out of the we're out of the woods a little bit. We shall see. Billy and I are what are we doing? We're watching Yellow Jackets, watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season seven, and we're playing this game called It Takes Two, which is like Ooh. the most fun game I've played in the longest time. It's amazing. What is it? It's basically like it is you can only play it as a two-player game. You can't play it on your own because like all of the puzzles and everything take two people. And like the plot of the game is your two parents of this little girl called Ruby and she's, well, basically you're getting a divorce and she has (laughs) somehow like created this sort of like rip in the time-space continuum where she's brought two of her little dolls to life. And so you're playing as the dolls, as the parents, and you're basically having to do these missions and do these little puzzles and stuff to try and like learn how to love each other again. And because you're tiny, all of the action happens like in like this really magical like microcosm of a world. So like I think the first like level you play, you have to repair a vacuum cleaner, but the vacuum cleaner is this like big evil vacuum cleaner and you have to like find the parts. And then there's a, like, there's a level where you're in a tree house and there's a group of these like militant squirrels who are trying to take on wasps. And so you have to team up and like, just de- like defeat the wasps. And like, there's another level where you're like, you're like going through a fort that she's built. So everything's this like huge, like childlike fort when you can bounce on all the pillows. It's filled with mini games. We just played one when we were inside of a snow globe. And then we played one when we were basically in space and I had like gravity boots on. But in each level, each of you gets a kind of like specialist skill that the other one doesn't have. And so you have to like trade off and like do things for each other in order to like progress through the game. And it's just so magical like so magical so fun so whimsical it's an old game it came out in like 2021 but it is kind of phenomenal and i'm so bummed it took me so long to get to it what like device is this for uh we're playing it on ps5 but i think i think it's like it's cross-platform i think you can play it online as well so you don't have to be like you know in the same room me and my friend adam he actually introduced me to it we were playing it like you know online virtually but there is something kind of fun about like sitting together and playing it because like you can just like yeah. chit chat your way through it even though on the ps5 there's like a mic and stuff so you can talk to the other player and be like okay i think i have to go left i think you have to jump or like oh i'll come to you or like you grab that thing but it's like magical it's really magical and it's it's kind of fucked up in places too <laughs> I'm blown away. Like, this sounds like the most fun game ever. It's the most like, fun I'm gonna game I'm going to make ever. an announcement today. <laughs> not, I'm not on here, but to other people that, like, this is the time. Well, this is what I need to do. Yep. And it's going to be real hell around the house unless we are not playing this game. Well, it's um, it's on Nintendo Switch, by the way. But don't you – you can't play it alone. No, but if you have a friend, like, I don't know, me or another person, because you have a Switch, then you can just join online and play with them. No, it's not going to be so fun unless we're romantically involved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I find that the fear of divorce really infuses a lot of fun into almost anything. Yeah, it does. (laughs) But I will. (laughs) But I will. I, I would play with you. Yeah, I would. But I just... I feel like this is something that I have to put Eric through or I would love you and Eric to play it. 
it would be it's like we do jeopardy a lot mm-hmm. and i get so like confused and frustrated like i've literally cried playing regular jeopardy because <laughs> i like to write my scores down mm-hmm. and i like to save them on like a stack of paper in like the coffee table drawer mm-hmm. and yeah it just was it just it was something that you know it's something that sometimes i get very frustrated with because my mind can't work fast like that anymore and it makes me sad (laughs) i have a practical question your nintendo switch is it og or is it the switch Lite? do you know Oh, I wouldn't know that. Okay. I wouldn't know something like that. <laughs> we can get into it another time. But if you have the original Switch, you can you can play it with two players. You just remove the controller bits and then you give one to each other and then you plug it into the TV and then you're good to go. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's something I'll have to look into mm-hmm. in some way. I am seeing it's available on Switch. I pulled up at Amazon immediately. Mm-hmm. This will be something that has to be a conversation they'll probably ha- get angry mm-hmm. there'll probably be anger in it at some point and then it's gonna be like this means a lot to me and if you can't <laughs> suck it the fuck up and play one game that i want to play i'm con- i'm concerned about the future of our relationship mm-hmm. that's gonna be it's a good stop we're not getting out of this without a fight so <laughs> yeah and the well, good like, thing is the game will teach you how to be a better, you know, just better couple, apparently. So, you know, you'll yeah. be brought together. Great. I want to play the game in real life first. <laughs> <laughs> play the game. So, want to know something that happened to me this week? Tell me. I bought 28 cans of ginger ale. <gasps> Holy shit. Because I think this ginger ale I really like is out of, it's a, it, they retired it or whatever. And it's the Canada Dry Ginger Ale Lemonade, not with raspberry. It's just the one that's just lemon and ginger. But yeah, so I think they might have discontinued it because I, when I shop on Postmates or Instacart rather, you can type in an item. And then once you, you can see any store that has that item. And I've ordered it several times from different stores. And every time I get a refund on it because the <gasps> store doesn't have it anymore. No. And so this brought in like, you know, a real panic in me. It was the mm-hmm. similar to the one with the spicy hot mustard Doritos that were really delicious to me. Where it just becomes like a thing where I'm like, I have to hoard. Like the only mm-hmm. way I can do this is if I hoard. Mm-hmm. And so today... I'm blowing through two cans, which I know is completely inappropriate given the stock. But I, you know, started to sense that maybe they were pulling it from the shelves, like, because they'd moved it at a convenience store I go to from the cooler to, like, this little side section where they put all the stuff that's, like, iffy. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if I'm drinking expired soda. I said that about the Doritos too, like guaranteed freshness till August 1st. Well, I don't need your guarantee. Uh-huh. It's I'll the best before. The yeah. Yes. And I have noticed there's this like, as someone who's been terrified to eat expired foods her entire life, that is something that I'm n- no longer prioritized for some reason. Like I'll <laughs> eat something expired. Dry so, goods yeah. always. I'm fine. Like same, same with me. I'm really funny about like, I, with, with 
<laughs> I wasn't gonna say wet goods, but you know what I mean? Like anything that lives in the fridge, I get really funny about like quite early. Dry goods, I mean, that's kind of fine, isn't it? Yeah. Like unless there's like maggots in my flour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Mm-hmm. That's so disgusting. I'm so sorry. But like, how do you really know when sugar is done? Right. I can't prove it. And I think that they do lie and put expiration dates on things like that. So you'll feel shame and throw it away. Like medicine. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Or mascara. Oh, yeah. I've been taking ibuprofen that's been expired for two years. Probably more strong, if anything. Probably better. And I wouldn't say my liver hurts or anything like that. So I'm fine. But yeah, oh, mascara with makeup. Like, are you kidding? I'm not throwing that away. I've had that eyeshadow since college. (laughs) We've been through hell together. Okay. And she's never, I'm not walking around with pink eye. So whatever. (laughs) She would not. That's what's trending with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there was something else I was going to tell you. Oh. So I've been on a bit of a boxing tear lately. As you know, last weekend I watched Jake Paul fight Nate Diaz. And I watched the Jake Paul Netflix documentary, which I thought was excellent. And then this weekend, uh, Anthony Joshua was fighting some Finnish guy. But the thing that was interesting about that is me and Billy were watching it and we were watching the undercard fights. And at some point, KSI was in the audience doing this like insane like supervillain act. So did you know that KSI is fighting Tommy Fury in October? I didn't know that. Isn't that weird? I mean, not that weird, but it's strange. And it made me think, interesting, this is an exhibition match, so it doesn't count that the win or loss or draw won't count on any fighter's record. Yeah, I know. I which is like those. annoying. Yeah. And also, Jake was beaten by Tommy Fury on points, but was beaten by Tommy Fury. And this would be, I would imagine, KSI's very first loss. But what we all would like to see is Jake Paul and KSI. So does this fight move us closer to seeing a Jake Paul-KSI matchup? One wonders. I think so. I think that KSI versus, what's the boy? Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. (laughs) Yeah. That's very British. Mm-hmm. Like, that's for you guys, because isn't Tommy Fury British with his yes. wife, Molly? Yes. What's the baby's name? Bambi? Bambi. Oh, come sweet. On. I wonder how confusing his shorts are going to be again, because that's what I took <laughs> away from that first fight. It was like, this is confusing. Like, I don't know. But when we did, when we covered Floyd and. Jake, I, I believe Brian was my co-host at the time. I'm not Floyd sure. Logan. Logan, yeah, mm. sorry, Logan and, and Floyd. I probably asked and needed to have it explained to me about 12 times why they would have a fight where it's off the record. Like, who cares? Like, that is like, that's a joke. Mm-hmm. I want it on the record, baby. Yeah, don't bother. Yeah, it's because Floyd doesn't want to, like, have that on his perfect score. No, I know. Are we still like, I'm still mind blown about the fact that KSI's little brother Deji fought Floyd. Like what was what? Like, come on. Is is he just fighting anyone? Should we fight him? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my, okay, that's crazy because Deji has he ever won a match? No. <laughs> that's crazy that Floyd is just available to rent. Yeah, he really is. He never paid Logan for that fight either. Yeah, but Logan did come out the winner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like that was such a huge move for his career until the whole crypto thing happened. He was on top of the world, baby. Very true. Very true. Now he's engaged. Yeah, I don't know. know. KSI's tr- It's true. Yeah. Him and both him and Jake have got like European girlfriends slash fiancés. Yeah, who's Jake dating? I think she might be Dutch. I thought Logan's girl was Dutch. Yeah. Or maybe he the- called her his little Dutch princess. <laughs> <laughs> in his description on his or his, whatever it's called yeah description on ig he was like my little dutch princess uh-huh. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe they're both dating dutch girls i have no idea but yeah so god bless you know exciting ginger ale update for me <laughs> i'm thrilled <laughs> for the future of fighting for for uh your country and for our enjoyment Should we get into, we have a lot of stories this week and I feel so inspired by the way that you and Billy just like tore this up. So let's, let's Let's get get started, bitch. Yeah, let's get into it. Warning at the top, we are going to have to do some housekeeping and the housekeeping is always Grimes. (laughs) Yes, it's Grimes and Elon. I, I was joking about this with Tiff before we started, but I was like, if you've only listened to the beginning of this podcast, like maybe like 10 or 20 times, and then like just been like, I can't listen to this because <laughs> all they talk, it's a Grimes and Elon podcast. Like who asked for this? So, well, yeah, you know, skip ahead if you're not interested in the Grimes and Elon of it all, but I, I think a lot of you do like it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let you take it away with your girl Grimesy though. Listen, she has been fucking on one this week there's been so much grimes news it's like what's a girl like me to do how does one keep up with it her and her free speech absolutist boyfriend not known for their actual love of free speech (laughs) and grimes tweeted at reddit support and this was on the fomar subreddit who did a, a screenshot and said hey an unmoderated sub has been harassing and stalking me my friends and family for years they have recently started attacking fans who started documenting the behavior reddit has a policy of not responding to artists and we've been unable to get in touch with anyone despite dozens of attempts this behavior isn't allowed on other platforms they are threatening to start doxing people at midnight tonight will you please help and then there is a very very detailed breakdown of holding claire to account yeah it originally came from, and I and I was reading it this week. That so it's called like Grimes, like Z. Mm-hmm. It's like Grimes, but with a Z or something at the end. And what this person posted to Foma was basically also the sim- like a similar thing as subreddit drama, mm-hmm. and they were basically the subreddit was like defending the hell out of themselves that. They haven't broken any rules. Like, if anything, she's doxxed and apparently outed people, which is so confusing. But wait, babe, here's my question. Why doesn't she just do what Trisha Paytas did? Like, why, why does she not have the ingenuity to hire a documentary crew Mm -hmm. and private investigators Mm -hmm. 
Why doesn't she just have the ingenuity to do that? She's any, anything she wants at her fingertips. Like, I know. You're telling me Elon can't call up, like, I know that he doesn't work there anymore, but, like, can't call up Alex Ohanian or something? Is his name Alexis? Mm-hmm. Well, call um, him up and say, like, hey, can, you know, the sub's fucking with my baby mama. Can you, like, do a solid? Right. And also, like, what... <sighs> What is the the quote unquote harassment that's happening here? Is it a snark subreddit? Because if that's the case, like the the snarkers are gonna snark. It's fairly it's fairly gentle too. Okay, like they are a respected, respectable sub compared to a lot of the ones I've seen. Like she's acting like she's like Meghan Markle or something, mm-hmm. or Hilaria Baldwin, just like. Like, they're not even that mental. Oh, the community's down? It was taken down right now? Yeah, I just tried to go on it and it just said community not found. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Maybe I got the link wrong. I've got Grimes with a Z at the end. Hold on, it's on my phone. Let me look it up. But when I go there, it's got like, it's kind of blurred out. The background is blurred out. There's like a... And then it just says, community not found. There aren't any communities on Reddit with that name. Double check the community name or try searching similar communities. Oh, Grimes ZS. Oh. So wait, it's Grime ZS. Okay. And. Oh, it's it's fine. (laughs) It's like, it's, and I hate to to say this, to even use the phrase, it's a nothing burger. Mm -hmm. Like this is what any single celebrity out there has about them online like there's tiktokers with more vicious like snark reddits than this mm-hmm. there really are i'm looking at the the mega post under this and it said uh holding claire to account while we have not been harassing claire we have certainly posted questions about her behavior over the 10 months that we have been active this is a whole other rabbit hole to fall down. Not going to lie, some of the allegations seem kind of nuts, but as we try to stick to our minimal censorship ethos, some wild cards will invariably pass through, and there have been some allegations made based on flimsy evidence. However, our users have also tracked her increasing, quote, affiliations with far-right figures, have written brilliant analyses of her interviews, and I personally have a vested interest in rebuting any BS she spreads about Russia's invasion of Ukraine, as it's a topic that is close to my heart. We have been wondering whether new music is loudly and repeatedly definitely guilty of that. We suspect Claire has been harassing the board's users herself via DM. One former moderator of the official subreddit said, quote, Claire clearly isn't well, and I do not wish to pile on or I would release my DMs, end quote. I have also held back from publishing DMs from an account I suspect to be hers because I believed she was going through something. Now I'm starting to think she's simply a gaping asshole. Oh. oh my god like that is nuts and like see nuts. like they're protecting her like they're actually yeah. not that bad like if, and if she really wanted to get rid of these people she'd shut the fuck up i know she she is she is in a fucking downward spiral like they linked this post and it says separating the art from the artist oof so i was just reading all of claire's twitter nonsense and she liked something fucking horrifying to me super racist shit i have separated art from the artist and other genres at other time years ago i'm old but i don't know this shit is different somehow i think partially because the underground people that she had maybe questionable views didn't like have the reach 
and musk bucks like she does. For context, I'm half black and half Ukrainian Jew, so I'm an absolute no one on the eugenics twaddle out there by default. Not sure if I'm a Grimes fan or a former fan now. That's just accountability, babe. That's not harassment. Like, No, it, it was very even keeled. That was very yeah. sane. And I'm just... I'm sad for them, and I'm sad for Grimes. I know. Because... As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. While she says stuff, you know, like when she's in interviews saying like, I wish we could just, Russia and Ukraine could just do this in Fortnite. Like, mm-hmm. that that's just like a sheltered BS opinion. But if she's sending mm-hmm. DMs that are, sound so mentally ill, like, I, I just didn't think she was all the way down there yet. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. What, what's this thing about the plastic surgery? This, I could not for the life of me figure out what the fuck was going on. So someone who goes by cow plastic surgery posted this picture of Grimes and she's like, 
stood in a bathroom mirror with like this little crop top on that has kind of like cross hatching uh, across the chest with like under boobs sticking out and the caption reads Kofi she is so happy she can't help but send me her selfie at Grimes with permission hashtag cow plastic surgery and someone who posted this on the Grimes on Reddit said what procedure has she has has she had done what are we supposed to look at but she looks miserable in this picture I will say that Grimes was a unique beauty Mm -hmm. she definitely did not have you know a conventional face I would say beforehand Mm -hmm. and she's turning into an IG model yeah it's it's bizarre like she this looks like she could have had she didn't do her titties Mm -mm. it seems as though she thankfully did not go with the elf ears I'm guessing Mm -hmm. this might be something with like an eyelid or maybe a redone nose job. But also she had that ponytail facelift, right? Because like the plastic surgeon that posted it, I'm on his IG and it says, Chia Chi Cow MD, pushing the facelift forward, Vogue, ponytail lift, trademarked, ponytail facelift, trademarked. And then a whole heap of stuff. And I'm just looking at some of the book, like the B&A's. When done poorly, that ponytail facelift is a disaster right. for some people. Do you think, oh God, I just don't know what to say about this. Because she also, while well, she she has like her lipstick smeared down to her chin, mm-hmm. the fucking alien scale tattoos, I don't know what that other thing on her, the red tattoo on her side is. She looks very slender. Like, I don't even know, man. I know. I think she's not having a good time. Where is, did you see where this cow plastic surgery company is based? Like, is she flying to get these surgeries? Santa Monica. Oh, wow. There's a, there's a picture of her. You remember that picture of her where she was, had a kind of bandaged face and it said, I did something crazy. So there's a post from the surgeon in September 2022 with that. And then next to it is a photo of Claire looking like, I think it kind of just out of post-op, like maybe like a week or so after, still quite bruised and quite stretched looking. And the caption reads Kofi from another galaxy brackets with permission i mean it's interesting because i will say that she is one of the few celebrities who's really open mm-hmm. about plastic surgery this realization the other day when i was watching like maybe a clip of a watch what happens live where like you know it was flat out asked with like in a judgmental tone to one of the housewives are you are you on ozempic and it reminded me of just the way that like people did that with fillers Mm -hmm. and like all sorts of other Mm -hmm. things where they're creating it's said in a way that the person needs feels the need to defend themselves Mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's bad like that's that's not good that we're there where this person feels like oh we're here again embarrassed to be talking about this mm. thing they might have might might have done and they feel de- like very defensive in explaining that mm-hmm. and i just it makes me 
I will say that I find it refreshing that she's willing to talk about this. Troubling, of course, because of everything else, but refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was talking about it. What was the po- Was she on Julia Fox's podcast talking about it? Oh my God. Yes. And I didn't, I don't know if you saw my text or not, where she was saying like, Julia was talking about being bipolar mm-hmm. and she asked Grimes if she thinks she might be polar. And she said, I actually feel like I'm more like unipolar. And <laughs> Julia's co-host was like, after, you know, she listened to Grimes talk about it a little bit. She goes, wait, what's a uniboob? <laughs> and Grimes was like, no, unipolar. And like, it was just so, like, I couldn't tell if it was a read or she genuinely was having, like, a ditzy moment. But I was just, like, uniboob. Like, <laughs> it was just, it was a fantastic moment. I don't know. They were a very well-suited trio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was talking a bit about body dysmorphia, wasn't she? And she was talking about um, young people not knowing the difference between real and face tune and what that does for kind of self-image so maybe that's probably part of her transparency as if she feels particularly passionately about that yeah but it did feel it did hit a little bit different when she wasn't copying to that in the interview Mm -hmm. and with her like face that is completely reconstructed yeah exactly exactly a bit of cognitive dissonance there you sent me this and i thought this was a really funny and a really sad way which was um first of all the caption made me laugh this is on the grimes snark reddit and it says you could be having a fine ass day and here come grimes <laughs> which is how we feel on this podcast sometimes we're just sure. having a nice day putting together the document not a not a sniff of claire to be seen and suddenly you're putting it together you check the places where you usually check for stories and there she is doing some wild shit and so she says I enjoy mansplaining. It's my love language. I will gladly be talked at with pure facts for hours. A friend once told me she sees it like being an illiterate medieval king, having books summarized for her by scribes and whatnot. I mean, who are her friends? Who are her friends? There's a lot, there's a lot going on here. The thing that like really caught in my throat a little bit is I will be gladly talked out with pure facts for hours. There's this like slightly like there's like something dog whistly here about like the way that she perceives the way that I guess men communicate pure facts. That's very like facts don't care about feelings. It's very like very Andrew Tate or something where I'm going to explain this to you and you either get it or you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, that's so helpful. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> I'll give you my little piece of like feminist nu- like nugget insight on this. I find, first of all, facts are, I think, like <laughs> a slightly amorphous thing in the same way that statistics are. Like you can make them be what you want them to be. And so I think like the idea of an absolute truth is actually like a very small brained idea. And the way that the way that people and i would i would say largely women communicate by looking at things like maybe in a more 360 holistic like yes sometimes with more of an emotional intelligence kind of way is a skill that far outweighs being able to shit something you've read in a book out verbatim yeah and so i find the 
that there's something about this that I feel very uncomfortable because like it, it implies this kind of intellectual superiority that I don't think is true. <laughs> oh, I don't think it's true either. And it's also like, I don't trust your book. No, I don't like, trust I your really fucking book. Just because you read the book doesn't mean I trust it. Although I will say that essentially what you just described enjoying is alternative facts. So... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm on Trump Truth Social. 2024. I know truth. I know what the truth is. Yeah, you are. Yeah, we we definitely are hugely into truth here. <laughs> so yeah, this interview also was really super interesting just because it was so dark. She did this Wired interview and yeah. she talked about their first date together where he like did the name three songs thing to her about Lord of the Rings. And he, like, and he carved E plus C into the wall of the restaurant. And then they just went to his factory and he walked around, as she said, trying to fix things, which made me laugh really hard because it wasn't, it wasn't she didn't say he was fixing things. She said he was trying to fix things. But yeah, the, like the, Eugenics are strong with them lately. I don't know if you saw if this is in the Elon section or not, that he followed this like really hateful account this week that has some of the worst like hate that is available on Twitter. Just like statistics of like what race is the most smart. Oh my God. Yeah. Like really honestly showing us what his priorities are with the with the website. But yeah, what stood out to you about this? I'm guessing the fertility. Yeah, yeah, that he probably has a breeding kink. And he, like Jeffrey Epstein, somehow believes that like his seed is superior and will be really important for the world. And so it's like very pertinent that he gets as many women pregnant as humanly possible or or people pregnant, although he wouldn't be. Let's be real, he hates trans people, so I think we can count them out of that particular conversation. But he wants to get as many people as pregnant as possible so that he can have more babies because he thinks that he has some sort of like superior genetics, which is like, he's the stupidest man alive. So I think we could do without that. Like she finally addressed that tweet where he said like, I hate trans people or something. And she wrote back to him, I love you, but please turn your phone please turn off your phone or give me a call. I can't support this hate. I know this is not in your heart. And she says that she wanted to have like an open conversation with him about it. And she says what it came down to was that every way that you can transition can cause fertility issues. And she also says, so I was like, okay, you don't hate trans people. You hate woke culture. I get that it can be annoying and you have concerns about the fertility thing. Let's figure out let's figure that out because there's a lot of fertility tech that could be innovated that would help trans people have kids, which would be great and would solve a lot of problems. She didn't explain why Musk felt so strongly about strangers' fertility. <laughs> she also added that she's probably not a woke person and that the concept is silly and out of date. Mm, I like the line about the dick measuring contest that Elon Musk proposed with Mark Zuckerberg that says I was like, why didn't you cut to the chase and get out a ruler? I didn't think he was going to tweet it, she said. 
adding that the proposed cage fighting match between the two tech giants is, quote, not going to cause brain damage. So actually, I think this is good. Dudes need some outlet for trad masculinity, Grimes continued. I mean, she is literally talking about the least masculine man on a planet who looks like uncooked pizza dough. I'm just curious why she's so certain that there's not going to be brain damage. (laughs) I mean, because the the brain is already damaged somehow. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm just blown away. It's very, very confusing. And I hate to see it Twitter written in print as X. It repulses me to my very core in a way that like I'm unable to truly, yeah. I can't, I just, it, I'm repulsed. But I did, I will say, sign up for Blue because just that just this week because I wanted to troll Pearl. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I'll probably cancel at the end of this month, but as I don't see any really like pluses or minuses to it, except that I, I, I guess I'm giving $10 to a hate group, but. I was just, <laughs> I was like, it's too imp- important for me to burn Pearl. Yes, you know, you had to. I mean, it's worth it. That's worth the price of entry by anything. Yeah. Speaking of the cage fight, this is my favorite thing. So to, this discovery actually made me scream a little bit. First of all, Mark Zuckerberg has an octagon in his backyard. So I don't care how big your backyard is. You do not have room for an octagon. <laughs> Like, that's so inconvenient. And he threaded. I can't say that either. He posted a thread, Zuckerberg, where he said, I think we can all agree Elon isn't serious and it's time to move on. I offered a real date. Dana White offered to make this a legit competition for charity. Elon won't confirm a date. He says that he needs surgery and now asks to do a practice round in my backyard instead. If Elon ever gets serious about a real date at an official event, he knows how to reach me. Otherwise, time to move on. I'm going to focus on competing with people who take the sport seriously. Respect. Mad respect. What's come out of this is I care for him. I care for Zuck now. Do you see the picture of him in the octagon with his like, you know? Yeah. No, he would murder him. He would murder him. Because he's like very much a trained fighter. Like if I can give the guy credit for one thing, it appears he does have a hobby. And I, it's like, isn't yeah. he like a triple black belt and like doing like jujitsu? Jiu- yeah. Like you can kick, you can murder someone with jujitsu. Well, it's, mm-hmm. that's definitely not the point of it at all. It's actually supposed to be very intentional. It's, you can, you can, you know, if you choose to fuck it up, you can fuck it up. <laughs> yes. There's someone called Life of Doyon who is very, very against this fight. They they replied 14 hours ago, please stop this nonsense fight, and then followed it up. You must stop at this point. You have to stopping yourself to engage in fight. And then again, please stop making appointment with Elon Musk about fighting in designated place. Wait, so please tell me where this person, in the privacy or not in the privacy? <laughs> not in the privacy, but same energy. <laughs> Yeah, can you feel free to tell me who this maybe where this person is located? <laughs> I wonder if it's a part of their religion or if it's like just they're a peaceful person. He said, "Please don't make a fight with Elon Musk. It can hurt you and counterpart, which is not beneficial for both of you. If hurts get worsening, it can be lead directly into disability for life, which I think is true." Yeah. He cares for him and he's looking out for him. 
That's why it's the weirdest thing. I love thing that, the, that that's five in a row. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I appreciate the passion, you know, definitely. It's anytime you take the, you know, take the time to be thoughtful and write a comment. I, I will say I appreciate that. But yeah, I it's just the funniest thing about this is the this Grimes quote that there won't be brain damage. I know. Like, even if they're wearing helmets, like helmets are not a surefire thing. Mm-mm. And like the back of the neck isn't protected. And like you take one of the back of the neck, like that's your brainstem, dog. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, unfortunately, because Dana White has incredibly restrictive weight categories, people who die fighting mixed martial arts usually die trying to cut and make weight and they die of dehydration. So, well, just so you know, Elon said he's not going to do it with Dana White. <laughs> he said he's not working with Dana White. And then there's this comedian that's kind of known for like being a dum dum, Brendan Schaub. And he started out, he came from the fighting world. And he like retweeted Elon and was like, not smart to not have multi millionaire, brilliant fight presenter Dana White involved in your. It's like okay like it was like surely he isn't gonna listen to you brendan schaub (laughs) slow (laughs) i know the answer to that so don't (laughs) sorry for asking it was kind of a rhetorical there but yeah that's you know it's wow that's crazy you know (laughs) (laughs) it is it is i um i enjoyed it very much i'm gonna send you doyon's uh thread because all of the all of the replies are to Zuck. One of them just says, instead of Elon Musk, I will fight with you. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just someone who wants to be close to greatness. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of loving him. You're not qualified to fight against other. Why you make trouble? I should be clear that I hate Mark Zuckerberg. Of like, course. I have a very specific hatred for him as someone who was at Boston College the same time that he was at Harvard starting thefacebook.com. I just, I just hate him. I really do. It's like one of those things where it's like, Molly, this is, this isn't even your fight to have, but like, I just, my blood boils. And also, you know, the Winklevoss twins don't need my help, but (laughs) I do hate plagiarism. Mm Mm-hmm. You and have, so yes, yeah. it's that part of it where he stole the fucking company from them that really gets gets mm-hmm. me going. Well, was Sean Parker in jail? What happened to him? <sighs> Do you know what? I haven't heard that name for such a long time. Yeah. Forgot Probably better him. off, you know? Yeah, I think we could live without him. Wait, Tiff, can I tell you something I found out about you that's so sad? Oh, oh okay. I found out a really sad fact about you this week. Oh. You can't donate blood. Why? Because mad cow. What is, is it back? No. It's that if you, (laughs) (laughs) over a certain span of time, if you ever even like went to England during like the mad cow situation, you are not eligible to donate blood in America. Oh, that's fine, but I can donate in my country. Well, that seems even more sketchy because <laughs> all these people might have mad cow blood. Yeah, we do. What about what that's about what it? your free health insurance gets you? <laughs> that's right. Cow filled blood. We're reckless out here. 
because we can be. Yeah, but did you know? I mean, I guess they didn't know this, but like that's why they won't serve a medium rare steak because they all oh. got sued because the mad cow. I feel. I think I listened to a podcast about this recently about the mad cow of it all. Maybe it was maintenance phase. I'm not sure. And I was like, huh. But I, I immediately all of the knowledge has lost left my brain oh actually yes okay it was about oprah i think and it was like that was it it was called oprah versus beef the rise of the veggie libel and then it was like oprah v beef part two apocalypse cow and it was about some shit to do with some farmers union like lobby people versus something oprah had said there was more to it for sure (laughs) than what I'm saying, but it, it turned out it was a more complex story than we'd been led to believe that involved some sort of lobbyists. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. I, I just found this out from my friend last night because she works in HR and one of her employees is very sad because they can't donate blood. Oh. So I just sent you, by the way, a picture of a dog I was trying to convince us, um, Eric, to adopt with me. <laughs> called Snapple and I just started to get really pathetic about it and started making little memes that was just a picture of its face that said me needing to be with Eric and Mal's Mal senior. I love it. I love it. I love the emotional manipulation of it all. Look at that little look at that little piggy nose it has. And the little uh, the little spots on it. I said let's just go and count the spots on the nose. We don't have to to no. get it. I said no. we could just go see the see the nose in person. And he just said, I can't, I, I love pets too much to take on owning one right now, which I was like, oh, of course you're like the most fucking respectable person. Like, I hate you. <laughs> like, go be irresponsible with me and go get a fucking dog we can't handle. Like, that's all I want. What's the problem? Can I tell? He said, you can go get Snapple. And I was like, no, I can't really do it either. He looks, he looks pure of heart and mind. And it's a young he looks female. like a sweet little baby. Snapple she does female. indeed. <laughs> yep. Yep. I just don't understand why I can't have it. It's a poodle <laughs> Shetland sheepdog Sheltie mix and I don't understand why I can't have it. And that's just, it seems really lame to me that I yeah. can't have this goddamn dog. You should have whatever invisible you want. eyes. Yeah. You should have whatever anyway, you want. Anyway, that's the other thing besides the ginger ale that happened to me this week. <laughs> Do you want to hear about a cool scam? Yeah. Always. So we've spoken about Chelsea Lee art on this podcast before. As you know, Buyaka in the house, a lot of stuff about the Poonani, respect the Poonani, a lot of that. She was sectioned. But anyway, so some, Chelsea Lee is always in. She sounds like Ali G. <laughs> she, she does sound like Ali G, basically. Chelsea's one of my, she's on my watch list. I do like to watch her. Mm-hmm. see what she's up to I find her quite interesting in that way and she has like she's she keeps getting banned like she'll go on TikTok she'll get banned she'll be back stronger than ever there is a very ferocious subreddit a snark reddit about her in which they have repeatedly pointed out that Chelsea Lee is on I think she's on universal credit or some kind of some sort of living allowance from the government, but is also claiming to be making like 40 grand a week on TikTok. Sure. So people are going in and basically, and reporting her to the government, which is like, don't be a fucking, don't be a fucking narc. But anyway, 
she has some major gifters in her lives, people who are gifting her big, big, you know, big shit. And there's one in particular called John. And if he's not present in the live, she's like, where's my gifters at? Where's John at? Where's John at? So this has been uncovered by somebody on the Reddit and it's actually the post has been deleted, but somebody screenshotted it because I thought it was fascinating. And it looks like there's some sort of VPN scam happening. So this is the post that's been explained for anyone wondering how the VPN scam works. So over here in the UK, 1,890 coins are 26 pounds and 89 pence to buy. So a universe being 34,999 coins costs you 497 pounds and 95 pence total to buy one. In Dubai, 1,890 coins is about two dirhams, which is like 43p. So a universe over there for 34,999 is about 37,179 UAE a dirham, which when converted to UK pound sterling is say eight pounds. The only problem is if you have 35,000 coins you've bought in Dubai for eight pounds, and the second you gift them to somebody in the UK, they are worth 500 UK sterling again. The coins change to the currency of the country that they are gifted in on that account. So your eight pound is now basically 500 pounds and TikTok allow it. So if you buy them in America for cheap or wherever because of the currency conversion rate from dollars to pounds, you're always making money on it and a lot of it. Just imagine you've got eight pound in your hands and then you give it to someone next and then it's miraculously worth 500, all from taking it out of your pocket and someone else is holding it. But they still keep 60% for doing it for you and hand you back 200 pounds for doing it. An eight pound investment is literally 25 times your money for doing nothing but using a dodgy VPN and making out like you're in another country to buy them. Then just change back to UK currency once they're on your account and gift away like crazy. Or put simply, money laundering. I'll be honest, I'm not smart enough to understand this fully, but <laughs> this is, I mean, the whole TikTok gifting thing is so strange to me. Like, when you, when you put, think about the time that's put in, like, it needs to be a Chelsea Lee art, but when I feel like I'm watching a sane, reasonable person on TikTok live, I'm like, how is this possibly worth the money for you? Mm-hmm. Like, are you even making minimum wage? Mm-hmm. Well, some people are, you know, because TikTok takes such a, a huge percentage of the gifts. But if you think about it, there is a way, I think, to get somebody in your life working with you to do this. Like, you could basically be like, you gift me, you go on a VPN, like, I'll pay you 20 quid and I get back 400 quid basically. And I'll give oh, you a hundred quid of that. Like, think about it. Like it's, it's entirely possible with this loophole to be in cahoots with somebody that is working with you for a cut. But is, is like, is TikTok in on this too? Cause I have to know. They're, they're not making, well, they're losing money really. It's a, it's a weird glitch. I'm sure they will patch it up in no time, <laughs> but I hate snitches, though. Like, this is why I'm kind of like, I hate snitches. Yeah. Like, who cares if it's just a little money laundering? Just a little sneaky bit of money it's laundering. It's like, it, we're, ta we're talking like 
200 bucks. Like you think TikTok doesn't owe me in theory $200? I, I pay their rent <laughs> the amount of videos I watch. Hell yeah, I agree. Give me $200 or pounds or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> That's just how I feel. Coin. Give me $200 is sort of my motto in life. Yeah. So should we get into Taylor? Let's do it. Let's talk about Let's talk about your girl. Okay. So I'm going to try and talk about the Eras Tour without crying, which mm-hmm. is something that I've been unsuccessful at doing up until now. So we'll see. I did notice. So you wrote the doc today because I was having a little sleepy sleep and I appreciate <laughs> this. But- Here's the one thing that you and Jezebel, I can't blame you. Jezebel got it wrong. What the fuck do they mean that Carly Claus showed up at the Eras tour in general admission? Like Was that's she not? choosing to it, that no, it's just not it's choosing to not understand how concerts work. Like <laughs> there's no GA at a fucking Taylor Swift concert. That's how people that would be Astro World. Like, that's crazy. She was sitting in the 200 section which is still a very pricey ticket. And I'm nearly positive that she did not sit online on Ticketmaster, but I don't know. She might be a, it does appear to me to be a psycho. So she was sitting in the 200s, which was still a pricey ticket. And those tickets were going on resale for like seven, $8,000 a piece. If I'm being, if I'm being conservative. So with the fact that Jezebel wrote general admission, like I really, I I think I'm going to start pounding some keys in an email to the editor and be like, are you dumb? <laughs> but it'll be like when Pete Davidson called PETA and told him to suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of email I want to write, just seeing that. But Carly Claus showed up with friends of Scooter Braun Ooh. to the Taylor Swift show, to the Eras tour. Oh, the final night, the night that she announced in 1989. Now, I am I am the world's like weirdest straight gayler that exists. I have no like I have no uh, probably no place in the conversation to be honest. But I am I got into the lore and I can't I, it's part of the reason why I love Taylor Swift so much today is because I've bought into this like whole thing. But I really felt bad when I was seeing the Kaylers think that this was you know, the pipeline to them coming out again, like them coming out as a couple. Carly, Carly goes to the concert. She quietly divorces Jared <laughs> or Josh. Then she and Taylor can be, then Taylor can come out and then they can come out as a couple, but they'll never reference that they dated in the past. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what I was seeing this week. And I did take a little patient time to write back to a Kaler and say, honey, why would Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift be soft launching a relationship with her sitting in the 200s <laughs> with friends of Scooter Braun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's- It's a reach. That's loco. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I do not think they are back together. I actually think that my- my hot take is that Carly was bullying Taylor. It's <gasps> bullying behavior. They're not friends. Mm. Like, they're not friends. To show up to the show and sit in the 200s with friends of Scooter Braun, mm. like, that's bullying. And 
I just like there's certain people like that who have really hurt you and don't care for you at all anymore, but they still can't stay away from you. It's like stalking. Mm-hmm. And I that's how I feel about it. I feel like what she did was so shady, so weird to even draw the attention to herself. I think that Carly Gloss is widely irrelevant at this point. And the only way is that she's ever brought up is in relation to Taylor and her 90% of her fans are Taylor Swift fans. Like Carly's a beautiful woman. She is a model. There's things about her that are admirable, like her coding program and all, all sorts of other things, right? She has put some good out into the world, but as far as supermodels go, she is the one we are almost the least interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we like Gigi, we like Bella. I would say for the most part, though, models, I would say of today, we're not super intensely involved in their lives. No. Not in a world where there's Kendall Jenner, no. you know? So, yes, there was this bizarre fan theory that somehow Taylor was serenading Carly in the 200s section, which I know Taylor Swift did have LASIK, but I'm going to argue that it might be difficult in a dark stadium to be seeking out a brunette Carly Kloss and singing directly to her. Right. Like, that's... uh, And listen, like, I'm DeLulu. Like, I'm really, like, at the top of the heap of the crazy ones in terms of the Gaylor thing. Like, yes, like, I think the bitch is is at least bi. Like, I do. I think she's I think she's got something <laughs> going on. And it's OK that sh- she keeps it a secret. It's it's very it's it's if anything, it's just a little bit frustrating because it's like, hello, that would be fantastic representation. Right. If like you came out as bi. Right. So I just I don't think that I think the Carly thing is dead in the water and that while there was definitely something going on there at some point. It is not going on anymore. Mm-mm. And it's just weird. Like, did you see Vogue posted like the probably like the gayest material that that they ever released together besides the Vogue co- like cover <laughs> and spread, which was about two lesbians living in an RV together on the coast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it just what like it I I ask I beg of you to interpret those pictures in another way. Like, this isn't an issue where I don't understand what having girlfriends is like. <laughs> this isn't, it was just, it was what it was. But the uh, the best friend test was a Vogue video that they did where they had to do various different little tests together to prove, like, I think one was a thumb war. I think one was a staring contest. One was like a thing where they had to um, say what the emoji each one would be. and. There was like, and Taylor said that Carly would be the sunshine, and Carly said that Taylor would be the beautiful little br- blonde princess. Uh huh. <laughs> That's very gay. And the Vogue TikTok account, like the way that they look at each other during the staring contest, is so in- it's like intense material. So Vogue posted a clip, <laughs> I think, on the eighth or something of. Taylor and Carly's best friend test. And then they took the video down. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty. Why would Vogue delete a video right. of like someone who is so heavily like in the algo right now, like news, news about Taylor every day. 
And unfortunately for y'all, probably every day for the next two years while she's doing this tour, uh-huh. she's going to be dangerously close to overexposure once again. But like, I don't, I don't understand why that that why that would be removed unless Taylor's team like reached out and said like too gay or like we just don't want to give Carly attention anymore. Oh right, okay. So because like every time. I'm sure if you were to see a social blade for Carly Kloss, like anytime she gets a spike, it's because she posted something that was a very thinly veiled reference to Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. and has kept some of the more, I would say, dangerous and borderline, like, scary Kaylers, like, in the conversation. You just can't, some of, the, some of them, you just can't give them a scrap. And I, obviously, like, I see through, every, like, I was on Mushrooms at the Taylor Swift concert. And I was just, there was a moment where I was, like, crying. Well, I cried the whole show. But there was a moment where I was crying, laughing in my seat because she was do- doing the Red Era. And she had this, like, clown, like, this mime come out. And... <laughs> like tinker around with like a little box and i just started thinking about the fact that she she toured that album when she was 23 years old and like what 23 year old picks a concert theme as sexless and dorky as a fucking (laughs) circus with mimes like who does that like clearly someone who is hiding something mm-hmm. like i just I, that's an like, absurd I, I, thing to see on mushrooms by the way that's absurd. no it's, it was so absurd like the whole night was like it was the best it was the best experience of my life and or at least i would say the last five years for sure easily the last five years potentially in all of my 30s and i've seen everyone it was the most fun i've ever had i loved my nosebleeds because you got to see the like the effects that she does on the stage like what you missed out on if you were in the front row was like a lot of magic like it was really it was really great like the stage the stage design was just mental like she killed it this was also her first tour of like not getting up in a little basket and like swinging around (laughs) (laughs) like a cat (laughs) yeah and swinging around the stadium but yeah, it was it was really a phenomenal experience. I can't say enough about it. I think that right now I'm acting cool and a little bit my Capricorn is taking over because I am desperate not to let people see how much that experience meant to me. As I say, as I start to choke up. <laughs> <laughs> you're, was, you're playing it, it very cool. Very cool. It was worth the 10 hours on tick I would have spent four days on Ticketmaster if I could have had the exact same experience. Like, it was wonderful. And she's so impressive. For three and a half hours almost, she played. And every night she does that. Like, and by the way, there was this weird thing where, like, there's some Taylor songs that are, like, fairly popular that I don't particularly care for that she played. And, like, I kept turning to my friend Kate, like, laughing my ass off and being like, I fucking hate this song. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm having the best time of my life. But the other thing that was crazy was, like, there's some songs that I just simply don't know as well. 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I know the lyrics or anything like that. But there was this effect. And it wasn't that there was people cheering all around me or screaming the lyrics all around me. It was this thing where, like, the universe collided with my brain. And all of a sudden, I knew every lyric to every song. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. Like. Oh, wow. But you know that, what I mean? Buried in there somewhere. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, a Taylor Swift concert might be the best place to take your relative with dementia. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it all just (laughs) I know music lasts the longest, and I just, you know, it just was really fucking a phenomenal exercise of the brain. But speaking of exercises of the brain, I was horrified to see on Twitter that Ned from the Try Guys, Mr. Middle of the Day... (laughs) Larchmont Tesla sex loser was at the concert with his wife Ariel mm-hmm. Ned Fulmer from the Try Guys. Okay, first of all, how dare he? Does he really? <laughs> I don't think he even deserves to be there. That's that's how I feel about it. I did have a reply that's pretty high up in the pop crave mentions where I said, "Well, he does like to take his dates to concerts." But these two girls were leaving the, they're walking through one of the halls that you leave if you had like great tickets, right? And they are, you can clearly said, like, see that they were like, Ned, you know, Ned from the Try Guys, like, we love you. And I like, turned around and snapped a picture with him, which by the way, is an unreal thought. Like, I don't <laughs> believe that these girls are fans of Ned. Like, that's not, there's no way that no. this case okay so this was more of like a lol like kind of picture right yeah so we see something i'm happy to see ariel having a great time she had the time of her life it looks like and she's wearing a sparkly dress like she did you know a little bit of a theme but then horrifyingly enough her disgusting husband ned went in drawstring pants okay he went in some sort of weird pleather looking material drawstring pants and what you see when he is skipping behind these two girls with with his hands up in the air is that he's goddamn shirtless Mm. he's nips out at the taylor swift concert Mm -hmm. now i'm looking closer at this this might be a jacket that he's unzipped but it looks like it's furry it looks like a fur jacket and you would be hot the people who are in front of him and behind him are all wearing long sleeves it was hot but it wasn't that hot Mm -hmm. especially once it turned to night so why ned is even wearing this this isn't even a recognizable costume like there's nothing in the in taylor swift canon that this that would imply that this outfit is appropriate for the concert but I'm like horrified to see like you can you can start to see the uh, what is it called a snail trail? Yes, you can. Like you I can, can indeed. see his pubes. Yeah, you can. Yeah. How much longer is he gonna try to get away with this? <laughs> we can't keep letting him get away with this. Tiffany, he's like pasty. His but his chest is a completely different color than his face. He's got this weird slicked hair. I don't understand what he's referencing with this outfit. (laughs) And by the way, you just know. (laughs) 
you know that there had to be so many awkward moments when Taylor was singing one of her dozens and dozens of songs about cheating. <laughs> like illicit affairs. Like if she, when she sang like tolerated even where it's just like this guy, you know, or whoever loves you, but they are not happy for you. Like they tolerate you. You give them all your love that you can and they just are tolerating you. I've always felt that that song is about her dad not accepting that she's queer. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm just blown away. But I mean, I need all your thoughts. I, my first thought was the audacity of him. Yeah. Coming out of his little shame cave. What did you say? Like, you said something about him crawling out. <laughs> or I said he should still be like, I can't believe he like has the, yeah, feels like he has the right to be out of his shame cave, which mm -hmm. he should absolutely still be in. And to go to a Taylor Swift concert, which is such a female event, it is like, it's for everyone, but th this is a heavily female event, right? It's like, that is mm -hmm. who her fan base is. That is, it just is so antithetical to, ev for, to for everything that Taylor Swift stands for. I think that if she knew he was in the audience, like she would have had her snipers take him out. <laughs> Personal story, by the way, last night I'm going through my IG and I decide to see who liked my pictures from the Taylor Swift concert. And you know who fucking liked my pictures from the Taylor Swift concert? I do, but you tell it. Tom Sandoval. Unbelievable. The audacity of that man as well. Like Tom if you're just like testing the waters on where your existing connections might exist in this universe, I am not that person. <laughs> like, I don't believe you care about Taylor Swift. I don't believe you care about me. I know you don't care about my friend. Like, I am so, it, it like brought out this rage in me where it's like, Taylor Swift would kill you if she had the chance, I'm pretty sure. Like ta Taylor's, <laughs> I think, in the weeds on a lot of stuff like Vanderpump Rules. She's just not one of the celebrities who talks about it publicly. But there is no way she did not know about Scandal. And for this man to like this picture, I just was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like I put him on blast on Twitter where I wrote, let me see what mm -hmm. I wrote. Took a screenshot of the picture then i took a screenshot of tom sandoval being in my life my likes and i wrote tom i know we've been acquaintances through your former life partner since season three i think you did her the most painful favor but please listen you are not in a position to be hurting my taylor swift who would probably kill you posts like is he crazy is he insane this is not a friendly crowd 100% like this is not and it doesn't it feel a little like he's testing the waters to see who mm -hmm. that's what it gives to me it feels like I'm gonna like this to see if this person like blocks me or not <laughs> yeah. you should DM and be like what are you up to what have you been up to lately any news <laughs> oh yeah that's good Tom haven't heard I haven't heard from you in a while anything new going on you good bro yeah <laughs> but yeah so that was my that's my information i'm sorry i know that's disappointing i did have people reaching out and being like molly please talk about carly Kloss being there 
But you guys, I'm sorry. I'm on the other side of, of the Kaler of it all, which I do believe was a thing. I don't believe it's now a thing. And I think it was weird bullying behavior. It's mean girl behavior right. that she showed up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if she knew beforehand that Carly was in, in, the, in the building. Probably not. Probably I mean, not. I think that once it started to fly off on social media, she might have, you know, been notified backstage because like Tree Pain, her publicist is like a ninja. Uh -huh. Like she's so she's like brutal. Like she's just the best at what she does. And yeah, I Are we I'm thinking sure like George Bush meme, like lean in, like a second Kali class has hit the two hundreds? One hundred percent. And then I guess there was rumors that Carly was taken down to the VIP tent at some point, but I don't believe that to be true because, like, first of all, what are they going to walk up and be like, leave Scooter's friends here. We're going to bring you down in the VIP tent. That would have been better documented mm -hmm. if that was the case, that she, mm -hmm. if she got moved to VIP. Mm -hmm. There's also videos of her singing, like, Bad Blood from her modest seats so bad blood is like three quarters of the way through the show mm -hmm. i don't think taylor wants to see her a backstage at the end of her first leg of her like what will be like a very long world tour mm -hmm. i'd be like no get that i i wouldn't want that energy around me you know they're not friends so carly carly Kloss was yip yap on uh to scooter about her so that's that's a major no mm -hmm. and the night that she announces 1989 which is essentially a long form of revenge on scooter Braun, like i don't know i just think i think she's whack and <laughs> i don't appreciate her okay <laughs> yeah i'm with you i think it's unlikely to have been i mean it is like it is delicious the idea of it but it is of course unlikely i think it's more delicious to think about what a loser carly claus right. is for showing up and like you know you're famous yeah like you know you're you have a, famous a famous face, face. it's like what you're famous for yeah it, it's also very strange that so many of the fans know how much taylor was very hurt by their falling out and she didn't have security with her like this isn't like you know carly showing up to like some sort of protest or something where it's like it'll be like cool that she was walking the picket line with the wga people or something <laughs> right she'd be fine there i don't know if she would be like there was so much screaming and attention around her and attention toward her the only way i think she could have gotten away with this is truthfully LA because most people in LA are like over it you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like if I found out that Laura Dern was sitting two seats over from me I'd maybe feel like a fleeting feeling of excitement but then like move forward you know what I mean but I just thought right. it was weird I thought it was I, I, she, that she didn't even have a bodyguard like babes you're already spending like ten thousand dollars a ticket throw some money at a security guard why are you sitting on the end <laughs> of the aisle I don't know. Anyway, wouldn't have been my choice. So, okay, let's talk about Lil Tay. Yeah, I mean, there isn't a huge amount to say here other than it was a bit weird, wasn't it, that 
Lil Tay's death was announced on Instagram and the family took like 24 hours to respond and basically say that's not true. Yeah, it was weird because I saw someone making the excuse that her father is a lawyer and lawyers typically do not give comment to the press. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, honey, we're not talking about Lizzo's lawyer. We're talking about Lil Tay's dad who happens to have the occupation of a lawyer addressing whether or not his daughter is dead. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And son, because it was her brother, wasn't it? It said the statement said um, that it was the two of them. Yeah, they said both of them died in a car crash, but the brother's from a different dad. Okay. But did they say it was a car crash or was that the speculation? Because it was like the brother's passing adds even more after, I think, like. Oh. I think, or I don't know, I saw something that seemed vaguely official that applied that that the way that they died was in a car crash and that the brother was driving. Mm. But it was a car crash in a way, don't you think? (laughs) It was. That's it. Yes, indeed. It was. Very odd. Very, very odd. I mean, I think a lot of people were wondering if this was something that was done for publicity. But Lil Tay has not been active for for quite some time. So it was kind of like, this would be the way you would come back. Very odd, doesn't endear you very well to people. And then Meta confirmed that the account had been compromised. But what I was reading on, I can't remember which subreddit it was, was that it was potentially her brother who had, who had done this. I mean, listen, like, Someone can breach your Instagram account because you gave them the password. And I'm pretty sure right. her brother always ran her account. Right. What's crazy is that the youngest flexor, the youngest flexor of the century, which is what she was known <laughs> for, is only would only be 14 now. Yeah. Which is like just so I mean, she was beefing with rice gum at nine mm-hmm. years old, like I don't think she was ever in charge of her Instagram account, mm-hmm. but it's a step too far. I did see, I think it was probably on the phone while subreddit where they were talking about the, the, the minute they knew something was fishy, it was when TMZ was kind of like radio silent that day. Cause of course, you know, they have people like <laughs> at the morgue, at the courthouse, like, oh yeah, yeah full-time reading documents. They were like, if TMZ confirms it, then it's, then it's right. If they don't confirm it, then that's when you know, but yeah, they, uh, very odd very very odd i think maybe she should just be a 14 year old girl that would be my that's that's my take there we go lukewarm as it is yeah i i just i watched anphrodite's read of the situation and he said that he felt like the family is trying to do like the kylie jenner thing with her now obviously it would be a different version but they're trying to bring her back to the mainstream and she is refusing to take a part of it. Mm-hmm. So like take part in it. But yeah, I, so I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case now that she's like, you know, she meets the terms of service of, on Instagram. Who knows what she looks like now? Like, I'm sure she's a beautiful young woman. I would not be surprised if they are trying to capitalize on that because these people are goddamn weird. The whole family's weird. And it feels like the brother claims that the dad took custody of Lil Tay. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And there was a long ongoing court battle where he even put out a GoFundMe to just serve as legal fees for her because all of the money that she had made when she was the youngest uh, flexor of the century had been spent by her father. Now, I don't know if you can believe this, anything that this brother says, but yeah, it's just interesting. I wonder if they were able to also, when someone who probably knows her hacked her, if they were, Meta was able to identify like that it was a hacking because maybe someone used a VPN Mm -hmm. so that it appeared to be from a different state. Mm hmm. Yeah, that I do not know. That's very interesting. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is it's an odd thing, right? This story because it's like it was kind of huge in some ways, but it was also kind of a nothing. Like somebody posted a thing, the family didn't respond. And then they responded, and then it turns out somebody had access to the account. Like, that's, from what I can see, like, the complete story. Yeah. I'm just happy she's not dead, dude. Like, I know. It would be so sad. It's frustrating that it's a was a hoax, but it is, it's very, it's, um, I'm, I'm just happy this little girl isn't dead because I feel like she's been put in inappropriate situations her, mm-hmm. you know, for much of her young life. So, well, wait, can I tell you, Tiff? There's an ad on X right now from the free press that says, Hey, LA, join us live and in person as Barry Weiss moderates a debate on the sexual revolution featuring four brilliant women. Grimes, Sarah Hyder, Hayder, Anna from fucking Red Scare, and Louise Perry. They're advertising a live debate. On X? Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. The free press. I'm sorry, but the, they've only got like two developers working for them. That's going to be an absolute fucking de- like disaster. Like that's just not the tech is going to be terrible. Well, I think it's live and it's as live and in person. Get your tickets to our first live debate because I know Grimes said that she wishes that there was more public debates. So I don't think this is sponsored by Twitter. But mm. oh, okay, not being streamed. That's probably for the best. Yeah. On Twitter, yeah, with somebody else's actually working tech. Okay, good. Weird. Yeah, I can't can't imagine what a shit show this would be to go to in person. Maybe I should. No, I don't want to. Okay, so this is something you introduced me to that is like the... I I think I'm on the wrong side of history with this one. Because I don't get it. Mm Mm-mm. So let's, so this creator, Tay Beep Boop, who I think we've talked about before on this podcast because she went through a really scary experience at a hotel in Los Angeles where like some hotel employee kept coming to her door and telling her to move her car. She was like, I do not have a car. And Mm -hmm. they were like, yes, you have a car here and you need to move it. And she was like, I don't have a car here. I can't tell you enough. Like, leave me alone. Then she called the LAPD. Because she was really freaked out by this employee. It seemed like he was almost trying to bring her down to the garage for scary reasons. Mm -hmm. And she called the LAPD and explained her side of it. And then I guess they called the hotel and they were just like, look, lady, you got to move your car. And it was like, what the hell is going on here? 
Right. Because like maybe some other person had like parked in what would have been her reserved parking. But like as far as I know, like most nice hotels in L.A., like they do valet for a reason. It's not just because L.A. is like, you know, chic say la vie. It's like because like parking is such a nightmare here and there needs to be real organization to the way that it's handled. So, and I, you know, it wasn't like a Howard Johnson's or something where you just like pull up and take a spot in the open lot. So I don't know. We've talked about her before regarding that. I I do have a deep level of like just sort of, I don't know, I guess I would say affection for her because I know how scary it is when your safety is compromised on that level. So she apparently fucked up. And you sent this. You put this in the doc. Here's an original video mm-hmm. where she sort of is accusing this woman of uh, Copner style. Is that how you describe it? Yeah, yeah. Tay has a, a very distinct interior decorating style, which is very maximalist, quite cutesy, very colorful, almost like kiddie core, but like grown up, just like big. It's like eighty painting inspired. and swirlings on walls. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, it's 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 it, yeah, it's maximalist for sure. So here's the video of her calling out this creator who she's seen over and over again copy designs of hers, typically within days of her showing off what she's just done to her new apartment, which she moved into because of the stalking incident. So here's that clip. I'm about to be so petty and I've never done something like this before, but there is a large creator who is just getting out of hand. So this is my mossy mirror that I made. And immediately she makes this, which is like, fine. That's what the coincidence, whatever. Um, I have this green squiggle art gallery and now she does too. The difference is she's hanging something else. So that's different, that's creative. Um, but she's also ripping off my boyfriend's art. So that's my boyfriend's art. I have a monster head art gallery. He makes monster heads. They're so realistic and beautiful. This is her version. This is her monster head art gallery. Then I painted my room green and blue. They're very abnormal color choices and I got a lot of hate for it, but I really love it. And I spent months choosing the colors. Look at what colors she's doing for her kitchen and she's painting her appliances. Um, so that's just like another weird coincidence and she hung up this cake wallpaper that just happens to be my actual wallpaper line that I have. Look at this photo, orange couch, wallpaper, monster head art gallery. That orange couch is literally the knockoff of my orange couch and that's my wallpaper, which is fine. Anyone can buy it. Um, I also created a gradient room where my whole room is gradients and then she decided to make an ombre room strange coincidence i have tried to talk to her about this and i was like please stop copying me and she said i don't want to is this person okay tay who was screen no the person who screen recorded this so it goes to like some smiley faces this is not what i watched earlier on my yeah i don't know it's just it's a slightly weird screen record i think okay it's just them kind of scrolling through their phone. And and I think what happened is they were trying to show the comments underneath that video, which were immediately people coming for Tay and saying, like, Karen, the creator that she's referencing, is the sweetest person. Like, why are you doing this? This doesn't, this is not cool. It seems like a disproportionate response and, and really shady. And there's like no real, there's no need for it to be 
like this? I just saw one that said, like, I followed Karen because she has an infectious attitude and I've never even heard of you, which I, I, that's one of my, like, least favorite internet arguments because it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, that's not, that's not even addressing the issue. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need you to have heard of me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I will say that, like, yes, like, a lot of this stuff, is stuff that you could probably find on Pinterest. A lot of the pictures that are on Pinterest are probably pictures of her apartment. Tay's apartment. Right. So it's like, I, like there are certain things that are just undeniable cut and paste of her apartment. And I can understand, like it was when John Mulaney's wife, ex-wife went on, in, or TikTok and accused Taylor Swift's stage design team of stealing the concept of a big table. That was ridiculous. But there are certain things in this that are so similar that it's it is like I would feel uncomfortable. I'd be like, just at like just like if you want help, I'll I'll help you. I'll tell you how to do this. But to like sort of play it off as your own original idea is. Like, especially, like, the green squiggle. Like, it's just such a specific shade of green. Like, I know she went into some sort of color match situation on Photoshop and had this picked out the same co- Like, this hostility towards Tay for this whole thing is so weird to me. What I find a bit odd about it is that Tay is, like, many others, I guess, an interior influencer. Like... And so, like, ultimately, by making this interior design part of her entire, like, or certainly the thing that she launched a brand on, the fact that she brought out a line of, like, I think maybe peel and stick wallpapers they were, is that she's an interiors influencer. The very point of influencers is to influence, right? Like, is to be like, oh, yeah, no, you can buy this thing. There's an affiliate link in the bio. Sure, of course. I'm bringing out a thing. So, like... I think it's like, it's really bad form for her to be like, someone's buying my style when it's like, but you are there to inspire other people. I get that she's like buying it directly, but like, is this, is this girl supposed to be like, oh, I better do it in pink because like, just in case Tay gets mad. No, but typically when you are influenced or inspired by someone, you often reference that you were inspired by someone. Yeah, that's true. For that reason. And like, do I think that Tay has cornered the market on certain things? Like, no, I don't necessarily believe that. But I would feel as someone who already felt unsafe in my home once and is now lovingly working on making a new space for myself. If I, if everything that like these monster masks, for example, like it is strange that they like that is the type of same decorative choice that she made. It was different enough, but it wasn't, it, it, it does, it feels a little, I don't know, like to not even reference and say like, I was so inspired by this thing that I decided to do it. And then on top of that, she can't even deny that she doesn't know who this person is because she went and bought her like wallpaper design. Mm-hmm. 
So I just think that like people aren't really thinking big picture here of how weird it would be if like it's like if you're in school and like you made like or you know you put together like a really unique like piece of or something that of like a clothing or whatever and then like the next day some girl shows up wearing like the same thing as you it's not even like it's not even like that's a petty example but it's like there's no denying that that's slightly uncomfortable Mm -hmm. when someone is edging so close to what you do right so i saw this so karen writes a message on her ig stories which felt a little weird that she didn't put it in the grid I have felt so loved and supported by each and every one of you this week. I created this page wanting people to find joy in whatever made their eyes light up without being worried about what other people thought about it. It makes me tear up to see the community that we have now, and I'm so grateful and so honored to have you guys be a part of that. I just wanted to ask that we move on and that we have peace on both sides. While I don't agree with how this was handled, I don't believe anyone deserves hate on the internet. Tay and I have not spoken, but the internet can be so brutal. The feeling to be on the other side of that is hard. Love you guys. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm going to say that's, to me, it's a little shit story. Like, she doesn't even say at any point in this that, like, of course I know who Tay is. And, like, I was very inspired by her place. Like, mm-hmm. it's I to me, it feels like gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And then... For, like, the wallpaper place to pull her line, like, was this really that big of a deal? I think it's an, I think it's a, I think there's ugly looks on all across the board here. Like, I think it's really ugly for Karen to do something that's so directly biting someone's style without giving them, like, daps for it. Like, you know, without giving her her flowers. And I think that Tay's, like, video was kind of a like a slightly bitchy response to be like look at this fucking like loser who keeps copying me like it was I, I apparently that video was released on the day that the wallpapers came out so I wonder if there was something like I don't know no I don't think so I don't think I don't think that that was a weird backwards plug I mean unless this woman has a history of doing this I personally don't think she did anything like maybe it's not how I would handle it Like, I would have probably, like, privately messaged this person and say, like, hey, like, I've noticed a lot of similarities between our crafts. It does appear that, like, when I introduce something that you make it a couple days later and I just wanted to know, you know, for me, I was just, you know, hoping that maybe we could gain some clarity on this and potentially when something that, you know, you're getting inspiration for, for me, if you could maybe credit me as, like, because people... Like dance, cre- like dance credits are like huge on TikTok. Like there's a there's a a way that these things inspiration is handled on TikTok and on YouTube. Like Jenna Marbles would always be the first to say, like I saw someone do this challenge, you know, and she'd put her own little spin on it. But like, it there was always an a, a upfront, classy acknowledgement that this was inspired by something else. Yes, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I agree. It, it wouldn't have been the way I would have handled it either. I think I probably would have maybe left some pretty public comments and been like, love to see you trying this stuff out. Like, shoot me a DM and I'll send you some wallpaper or something just to acknowledge that, like, 
publicly, hey, like this is the place where this began and I'm being gracious in this and kind of like forcing 100%. a credit somehow. This, Yes, you're right. This wasn't gracious of her. I also think that it's like, I don't know. I think, I don't know. In some ways I feel like, you know, and grace, by the way, is something I appreciate so much in, in people. Like I am in awe of the way that sometimes people will handle something mm-hmm. that would set me aflame. Mm-hmm. But I do... Uh, yeah, I don't. So I don't. Yeah, you're you're right. It wasn't gracious the way that she presented this. I also think that this is something that I have seen a million times over on TikTok without the backlash that this is getting. So maybe there's something in the water with Tay already that I'm unaware of mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever. But then she gives an apology. I, I, let's play this. And I would love to know what people think about this apology. My behavior has been wild and inappropriate, and I apologize. It's taken me so long to realize that. I didn't think I had done anything wrong, genuinely. I admit that for days, and I didn't want to be fake and give an apology that I didn't actually believe. I'm grateful for some of the hate and the criticism that I've gotten because it's helped to give me the perspective and understanding that I clearly needed because I did not understand. Everyone draws inspiration from somewhere and the fact that I went after someone who has been nothing but nice to me and has done nothing to deserve what I did just proves how much I got this wrong. I love this DIY colorful community, truly. And there is space for everyone and me trying to drag someone down who is a part of that is awful and not who I want to be. Karin has been nothing but gracious and kind to me throughout this whole thing, but also before this, and it proves like how wrong I got it. And I've been speaking with her directly because she's owed a direct apology as well as a public one, but she just instantly is so generous with her words to me in explaining things and I don't deserve it and I'm very appreciative. So basically hold me accountable for my behavior and bad actions because this has been a massive learning moment for me and I have plenty more to grow and learn from. Again, I'm so sorry to Karen and also everyone that this has affected because I did not think about my actions and how this would hurt others. So like, oh. I don't, and one thing I'm missing is like, did she also go into Karen's living room and take a doo-doo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was very colorful. Really? Yeah. So like, that's definitely what I'm picking up from this is that there's more to the story I simply don't understand because the replies and there are the comments to this are like sing toxic gossip train next. And I'm like, babe, she's not being accused of grooming children. Right. Yeah. People are rubbing their hands with glee for this little piece of drama. Like I was looking on, I looked at some of Tay's older videos and I, by older, I mean like a week ago or two weeks ago. And uh, there was a video where she goes, I forget where she goes, maybe to TikTok HQ. And someone's like, um, 
oh, you're traveling? Like, did I travel too? Did I steal it from you? And it's just like, yeah, r- kind of a ridiculously disproportionate response to that. Yeah. Like, I I do need, uh, do I need permission to paint my nails orange too? Or I have that exact same shirt. Can I wear it today? Mm-hmm. Or uh, that some the way I ran to these comments. Honestly, this whole drama was so juicy. I loved every minute. Someone's like, imp- like insulting her plant the way she cares for her plants because there's kind of like a sad plant on the side and it's just like yeah ukulele plays it's like it's like guys like are you okay like yeah these aren't even good analogies like i would love to see someone copy so much of your like personal living space that you've put that isn't just like something you clearly care about but your life's work and then just randomly see them on Instagram. Like that has to be a little like imagine you, a private citizen, who posts pictures of your house sometimes and then going scrolling through your Instagram feed and some girl you went to high school with or something has duplicated your living room. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I just maybe I don't understand something about Tay that maybe this was just brewing. But just because Karen is nice doesn't mean that she didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, this feels like everybody else is getting off far more on this drama than the people at the center of it who have both behaved poorly and shown, like, with the exception of Karen, like, shown, like, genuine contrition. Like, it seems to me like Taya's like, oh, you know, that was probably a not a great response to this of something that was really pissing me off, but I'm sorry about it. And it seems like they're in communication and it's kind of fine. Like, it could have been squashed very easily and dealt with very easily, but it just seems like everybody maybe has this blood in the water, as you kind of say, and there's something brewing with Tay, and it just seems to be a lightning rod for whatever that she's too big for a boot she has her own wallpaper line like tall poppy syndrome like cut her down like yes great we fucking got her like here's here's a thing where she behaved less than perfect yeah it's mean well it's also it's just like babes like just say sometimes i feel like that it's like just say because i like was commenting on some instagram account that covers vanderpump rules and they were being so they were scrutinizing Lala within an inch of her life for a single sentence she said, which was that she doesn't wish ill upon Tom Sandoval's business. And the responses to it were like, she was never Ariana's friend. Ugh. And like, I remember writing back to like, or they were like, she's a fucking loser. Like people just being like so vitriolic. And some woman in the comments was like, guys, like, whatever happened to, like, Grace? Like, have you ever fought with someone for, Mm -hmm. like, five, like, have you ever, like, fought with someone practically to the, like, the death and then five months later you just can't be bothered to make a negative comment about them? Like, I try not to say negative comments about fucking anyone, but certainly number one negative comment I I would never make on someone was that I I wish their business, Mm. like, fails right especially during an it was one of those amazon live things when they sell they hawk amazon things and i'm like yeah like 
I don't know why I don't understand why someone just doesn't say like I've committed to not liking Lala. I will never <laughs> like Lala. I choose to view everything that happens between all of these cast members and take it very literally. And I don't care that she's in a, a custody battle with a man who has credible accusations of uh, sexual assault and pedophilia and need to make money in order to fight this person in court. I would prefer if she freaked the fuck out on an Amazon Live and potentially risked her brand, like her relationship with one of the biggest companies in the entire world. I would prefer if she had done that to stand up for Ariana. Like, it's just, the people are, like, it's just nutso. And so, like, that's what the- It is. The Tay Bebop thing feels like. It's like, these are people that were never going to like her anyway. And the chance right. to dislike her was delicious. Right, right, right. For sure. I'd agree. Anyway, should we move to the afters? Yeah. Although, do we want to give a little update before we before we move over to the afters? Yeah, sure. So many people, myself, Moz included, have been waiting for the quote-unquote crazy plain lady to speak out because I think for a long time we were all wondering if that motherfucker was indeed real or if they were not indeed real and and what was going on she is called tiffany that's also my name and yeah, what if it was you it was me and <laughs> <laughs> she has spoken out she's made a video it is quite disappointing in that we don't really get any answers to the questions that we had but what she says is that she was feeling overly emotional and she uh, a, a relative she was flying with stole her airpods uh -huh. so i'm i mean i'm just gonna say it i think this lady's mentally ill this is like one of the many examples of when mental illness does not look great and people mm -hmm. don't know how to process mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. like it seemed like she was having a really extreme emotional reaction mm -hmm. They kept mentioning her fucking goyard tote. In the, in, did you notice that? Yeah. Really couldn't get over the fact that she had a goyard tote. Mm -hmm. But anyway, continue. I mean, this is the thing. The thing that she apologized for was for the profanity, I believe, in the video. She talks about, you know, she she wouldn't have she wouldn't have wanted to use the f word in front of kids and she's sorry about the profanity of it all and that she was feeling overly emotional and i still don't know if that motherfucker was real or not i don't know if that motherfucker was real listen i believe in that moment that that motherfucker was not real to her and i have a lot of compassion for that because yep yeah you know like i when someone's acting quote-unquote crazy like a lot of times it's like listen this may not be real to us. This may not be factually true, but to them, they believe that. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember my mom and I like had a conversation when I was home where she says like, she was saying like, no, she was like, if you're talking to someone and they're seeing, saying that they see little purple guys, you're supposed to tell them that, that they're not seeing little purple guys. And I said, actually, mom, that's like the exact opposite way that you handle it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to talk to them about the little purple guys. If you want to continue a conversation, or you can be like, oh, damn, like you're not supposed to contribute to the delusion they're having. Mm -hmm. But you want to honor that this delusion is 
something that this person is experiencing and potentially asking questions, kind questions about what it is might get like garner more insight or whatever. But like if someone believes they're seeing little purple guys, that's fucking scary. Like I'd be scared if I saw little purple guys everywhere. Right. So I did have a conversation with Shauna because I was just like, who who knows who she's going to meet in this world? And I was like, mom, please do not get beat up by a schizophrenic because (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you've chosen to argue with them about little purple guys. So I don't know. I just, she, she works in PR. She started her own PR business. She lives in a $1.6 million house, total white lady privilege that the cops did roll up to the airport as she was sitting in an uber and they talked to her but they didn't issue a citation or arrest her i don't think that that would be the case for a lot Mm-mm. of the people with plane freakouts and she did look like she looks like she has her shit together and i think that that's like the thing was that it was her appearance her whiteness her sort of like i'm getting off the plane because this motherfucker's not real like the worst thing they, that had to happen, which is something that should probably happen all the time anyway, is that they had to just deboard the plane and, like, make sure there wasn't any bombs on it or mm-hmm. whatever. Or any ghosts or any specters or any holograms. Shapeshifters, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, God bless, you know. I mean, I hope she figures it out. Gotta have compassion when you can. You must. You must. She didn't assault a, a, a flight attendant or something, so... Really, all she did, besides being a disruption, (laughs) was respond to her intuition that said, like, oh, I'm with this motherfucker that I already have to deal with all the time. And they are stealing my AirPods now. And very traumatic, actually. Person was to them. What did you say? Mm -hmm. I said, very traumatic. Getting on a flight without your earbuds. Can you imagine the panic, the horror? It's not even that. It's just like, who is this family member that she probably has a very tight, like, scared, like, tense, you know, relationship with to the point that, like, them stealing from her, stealing from her sets her off so much. Like, what does this person put her through? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good point. I don't know. Anyway, love you guys. Happy to be back. Love you so much. Excited about my ginger ale. Let us know <laughs> what has, you know, brought you joy this week, favorite stories, etc. We're available on Instagram. We also have a Twitter, but I am locked out of it. So <laughs> yeah, appreciate you. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Love ya. Bye.
cheese tonight. Told the baby I got cheese tonight. Get a scholarship. I ain't smoking on no TAC. Low tolerance. All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow. Like the tell Shout out TurboTax, tax refund. What's another bag? The quarterback at recess. No rush. And you gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission. No rush. This ain't UT. Why your shirt orange like a pump? Mama call me, ask me how college is. And I said, bust. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.